know, ChatGPT is OpenAI, which Microsoft invests a lot in, and they're going to put it into Bing. And Google have got their own, which they call Bard. Ah, uh, yeah, no, no, no. Sorry, I'm getting confused. Yeah, so DeepMind have their own chat. Yeah. Yeah. Which my friend has written. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's really Amazing. funny because he was telling us about it last year and it yeah. was like over the head. Yeah. And um, so it'll be interesting because I'll see him in a couple of weeks. So, well, yeah, because uh, Google released a promo video of theirs that's coming that had an error in it, didn't it? Like they asked something about the the oh, space no, telescope, and it had something that was completely factually incorrect in it. Yeah, and so their shares dropped. Not oh, just not that. because of the error is the error in the thing, but because they actually didn't bother to check it released it as a promo video and they lost 100 billion off their share value <laughs> yeah. 100 billion was it even a was it even a real um like situation where it had been asked a question or was it like a well i guess they'd asked the question themselves and just like recorded it and then put it onto the, the it promo the video at the james webb space telescope that's it yeah yeah they, they are they, they i think gone sorry oh, so no 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 carry on I was just going to say, they, I think they said it was the first telescope ever to take images of That's deep right. space from outside the atmosphere, which it blatantly yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, it is quite... I mean, they're, they're, they're a long way better, though, than Siri and Google Assistant, aren't they? They go a lot further. I mean, you don't have all to do Siri much. ever says is, please refer to your phone, doesn't she, whenever I do it on the HomePod. You have to I ask found something. I found something on the web. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Alexa's quite good. Um, yeah. But it is very ambiguous. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, the first thing I find, I'll say that, yeah. rather than being, like, the the most useful thing that they could, like... I always think, have you ever seen, um, have you ever seen Life of Brian? Yeah. Uh, Monty Brian. You know when they, the soldiers go searching <laughs> for Brian, and they all go charging in, and they're all hiding under the, like, behind the... the <laughs> Uh, lamps and things and they don't yeah. find anybody and the soldier comes running out with a spoon says I found a spoon <laughs> sir he goes well done soldier I don't think Siri's a bit like that when you ask, <laughs> ask Siri a question <laughs> I found a spoon <laughs> well done Siri <laughs> that's so true <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no. so what did so it say about a typical training week here? typical training plan well it's actually got I put, why is a typical training week for an age group athlete and it's got a typical training week for an age group athlete would vary depending on the athlete's experience, level, goal, and schedule. However, in general, many triathletes follow Monday. And it's got, it's got a whole plan down here, like a swim on, long, steady swim on a Monday, recovery, <laughs> bike, Tuesday, a steady or tempo run to build endurance, bike, an interval or hill workout to build strength and power. Wednesday, a shorter, faster swim session with sprints and drills, a bike, recovery spin, or easy ride, Oh, we already had one of those. Thursday, a speed workout, which is intervals, fartlek or hill repeats, bike. There's no... Oh, there is, yeah. A long, steady bike to build endurance. Friday, an easy swim to recover from Thursday's workout, which is quite interesting, that it's actually stringing the things together. Friday, a recovery spin or an easy ride to recover from yesterday's workout. <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense, actually, does it? Saturday, a long, steady run to build endurance and a long, steady bike ride to build endurance. So you can have two of them together. And then Sunday, race day or a long, challenging workout in each discipline race to simulate day, race conditions. <laughs> it's not great, but 
It's interesting. I mean, it's a lot more detailed than you would expect from other sorts of things like that, isn't it? Like, potentially. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds a bit like trying to cram in everything in one yeah. um, week, which is quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because yes. the way these work, just without, is, is they just look for the probability of words and, see, and phrases following the previous one, don't they? They're basically straight, they've got no real understanding. They just string, they just got tons of text up to yeah. 2021. That's when it finishes on this one. And then they sort of make paragraphs out of that. But anyway, so what, so that probably brings me around to my first question to you then, Aid. So from a coach's perspective, what would you, from a, you know, because we're talking this week about a typical training week for a triathlete, age group triathlete. What would your objectives be for a typical training week you know, not not leading into an event or after an event, but just sort of a general week. I think the I think the the, the key. I mean, first of all, it's going to you know, as always, it's going to really depend on various things. And actually, the first sentence that the chatbot came out with then was um, was fairly good in the sense that yeah. it said it really depends on um, experience of the athlete, um, the time that the athlete has available to them because we're talking about age groupers who are going to have yeah. and so on. So, um, and also history of the athlete and understanding the history of the athlete and the age of the athlete. Um, and, uh, you know, and also, you know, something that we're really interested in as well is, is, um, the ability or, you know, the, the, the how well the athlete recovers after sessions and things like that actually plays a major part. Um, and yeah. of course, the other thing is, what time of year is it? What's where does it fit within their program? Where does it fit within their goals for that year? Um, but are you generally trying to say, let's have you know a speed set, a, an endurance thing, a recovery for each sort of discipline? Well, are you looking so, for that? So the the there there are a lot. I mean, there are lots of different theories out there about the balance of training. Um, we yeah. we we certainly subscribe to the view that you work you carry on working all energy systems throughout the year it's just the balance between them it, you vary so you know the amount of race preparation work you do and the amount of endurance work you do and the amount of um, threshold based work you do and so on is going to depend on where you are in the year how your athlete is responding to it and so on so it will be different for absolutely everybody is different yeah. for absolutely everybody but there are certain you know certain philosophies around you know, we we certainly don't subscribe to the sort of old-fashioned um, periodized model of doing loads and loads of long and easy stuff in yeah. the in inverted commas and so on. We 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 very much believe that keeping energy is a good is a good plan. Um, yeah. Especially that I especially I think that's true as athletes get older. Yeah. Um, because fitness drops off so quickly in older athletes. Yeah. What you mean? And so, if they don't do something for a few, weeks, I mean, if you, you mean? If, if you if you don't if you don't have any sessions in a training plan that, for instance, work the high end cardio, yeah, um, of of an older athlete, then they will lose that functionality pretty quickly. Um, okay. and and that's a massive generalization. Obviously, that's a massive generalization. But it, um, as we, as they, we always are talking about generalizations, but you know that that generally speaking, the younger you are the the balance between losing fitness in a particular area of your training um versus gaining it 
um, is is to, in your advantage when you're young and in your and to your yeah. disadvantage as you get older. That's that's basically the case. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> for yeah, those of exactly. us that are getting a little bit older. Yeah, and what about um? Because it, it, plans don't always go to plan, do they? The week doesn't always go to plan. I mean, Becky, do you, how do you find if you've got a week planned out or planned out for you? Does it always? You know, how often do you have to change things or move things about, and does that mess up much? Well, it's a bit, bit of a it depends question, I suppose. <laughs> I, think. Yeah. I think the the nature of not being a full time athlete is that yeah. that is the that is the uh, the norm. Yeah. Like if you're not able to to do the training plan as a full-time job in your eight hours yeah. that you're you would be working then you have to have a lot of flexibility because yeah. there's so many other variables in your life um yeah so and if you don't have the flex if you if you don't have those variables um you're very very lucky <laughs> yeah. um so yeah, so yeah, there's always going to be an impact being a, a hobbyist triathlete, um, and it's just balancing the the order of priorities, but also balancing it with you know what you've been able to complete already, where you are in your cycle in terms of racing, um, yeah. or goals rather, um, and yeah, and, and what you need to work on. And also, obviously, your health as well. If if you're injured, there's no point working on sprints because it's it's a high risk zone. Um, yeah. But if you you know you're feeling good and and yeah, you've got a lot of energy to burn, then kind of working at that high intensity is less risky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do you think that the athlete needs a certain understanding of what the coaches do to be able to do that well because I'm sometimes conscious that I'll think oh I need to move this around to this other day and then I end up and I've got like two intense things right after each other which probably isn't I- ideal um, and then maybe not able to, to do the second one eight smiling there thinking <laughs> I know you do that Ian because I <laughs> see you moving on trading peaks actually um, you're, you're I, I think you're very good Ian I mean you, you right. tend to message me if you're going to do that um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think from a coaching perspective, it, it, that that's the job of a coach, isn't it? The job of a coach is to manage, is to help the athlete manage that around yeah. their schedule, as Becky just alluded to. Um, yeah, and um, and actually, the most important thing is the information. So, if the information goes two ways, then it's yeah. actually fine. It's it, you know, when things can come to a bit of a head, sometimes is when, you know, if if an athlete. Set, makes a decision about what they can and quite reasonably because they've got other things going on but then yeah. don't communicate that and that can become a bit complex especially when they figure out as in in in, in if they're using for instance tra- training peaks with premium edition where the athletes can actually move anything they like themselves yeah and sometimes you set up a training plan in training peaks and, you, and you've sort of given all this thought to this plan for this I don't Week, I they? didn't realise actually. So they're just on a not they haven't got their own paid thing. They can't move things about. So you would set it. Yeah, non-premium oh, athletes know. can't move anything, but um, yeah. premium athletes can move anything they like. And then, and sometimes you look at it from a coaching perspective and think, I wouldn't. I didn't set that. I can't, <laughs> surely I didn't set that. 
<laughs> I mean, I have noticed oh, occasionally you've put in the, the duration of a, a swim or something. Because, see, I, I, I hate it when, uh, if I do a swim and it's come under 20% of the time that you've put in and it doesn't go green. It has to go green for me. <laughs> I don't like it when training peaks doesn't go green. So I might adjust the, t- the thing because you did put 45 minutes and I did it in 36 or something. And so I'll put it down to 40 so it goes green. But then I notice you start adding in occasionally 45 minute swim and I'm thinking, oh, is he just doing that so he knows what he said <laughs> and he knows that I've, you know, what I've done. But I mean, it, no, I mean, the, partly that's because you've been swimming really well recently. So, you know, yeah. I, at the end of the day, with a swim set, I'm looking at the overall time I think you're going to need to be at the pool for to give you guidance on yeah. that. But yeah. really, with the, the the swim set itself is usually set around, well, it's always set around distance, isn't it? So um, unlike running, where I might say, go for an easy run for an hour, and I want you to yeah. stay low zone for an hour to, you know... Um, yeah. It doesn't matter if it's that. I don't. It doesn't matter how far you go. It, it, it's about the time on the feet. Um, yeah. Swimming's a bit different because that's always set to distance, isn't it? Well, as I think I always set swimming to distance. Maybe other coaches would do differently, but I think so. It is. Although I think, yeah. Although training peaks, I think, still has its target based on time, doesn't it? I'm not sure exactly, but it, you know, there's a sort of twenty percent yeah. either it thing. Is, yeah. I think that's based on time rather than distance for swimming. Although maybe you can change it. Um, it's, it's are you like that, Becky? Do you have to get green on your training peaks things? You're not bothered. <laughs> no. It's one of my weird psychological. It, it, yeah, it, a lot of athletes struggle not greening them, but that's the beauty yeah. of paying for such a platform, right? That's like the, yeah. one of the main, other than the calendar, that's the main feature. That's one of the three main features. Um, yeah. So yeah, I get that. That, t- that that point of view but uh, chances yeah. are making the session green isn't isn't the um purpose of the session <laughs> <laughs> no. no i've got very good at while i'm doing a session uh doing the 20 percent maths in my head <laughs> i mean it's something i don't know maths is quite an interest we probably could talk about maths i don't know whether it, but counting and doing things on a an endure, long endurance thing is just way I get through it sometimes. I don't know what, you know, just do it. And so doing the sort of maths of what's my 20% or just uh, doing that sort of thing, I sometimes find I just fall into when I'm on a long ride or a long run. It's a weird, but maybe that's another weird little psychological <laughs> thing that I've got. <laughs> we'll add them to the list. <laughs> um, I think... I think it's actually quite it's, it, it, the the idea of having things that take the focus on off what you're doing. I mean, I, I think that's a really good sign of that you're in the right sort of um, zone if you're in, on an easy ride and actually your mind is wandering or run and yeah. you're wandering to other things. I think that's normally a good sign as long as you're yeah. not thinking about the you know sprint finish in a track cycling event or something because then you'll just start cycling faster. Well, that's what happens to me anyway. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. It's quite interesting, though. The motivational aspect of that is interesting, isn't it? So the, I think what Becky was saying earlier about time as well links with that. So, that you know, there are quite a few athletes where, you know, they're very much process motivated and that's a good thing. And that, you know, turning those sessions green is, is a super important element in terms of feeling that they have achieved those um, those short-term goals. And that's really important. But also in terms of making sure that flexibility within the plan is there, because it can yeah. become very demotivational when somebody really, you know, can't fit in a session. 
you know if you then aren't able to move things around and make it work for them that can become quite demotivational and that you know um, and and what you certainly from a coaching perspective what you don't want athletes to start doing is trying to make up those sessions yes you know make, yeah. oh, right i'll stick them i'll just do a four session day on sunday and that will get me back on track because um, that really yeah. is asking for asking for trouble love a binge yeah, and weekend I think... <laughs> <laughs> what's that sorry binge weekend binge weekend yeah weekend warriors yeah. sorry they call it yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have a tendency to do that, though, I think, because not that I feel like I want to get back on track. It's I feel like I don't want to miss out on, because especially if it's, um, it looks like a key session, because some sessions obviously, I mean, we don't really mark that out, do we, in in, in the plans that we do, but there, you know, are set certain sessions more important than others? Should we be doing that more, do you think? Um, oh, that's a really good question. I mean, you, you key as in there'll be certain sessions in the week that have a specific focus and you'll recognize them you know whether that's a, a, a strength session in the pool or it's a speed session on the run on running or whatever it might be it will have a specific but every session has a specific purpose so an, a, a long or even short easy recovery ride it has a specific purpose it's 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 still training your body to to adapt and do the things we want it to be able to do in order to you know continue that fitness gain as 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 you go through so it is a it's a tricky question to answer if i'm honest you know yeah. you might think of the key sessions as being the sort of you know very carefully structured run sets that are right around the area we want to be working and so on um but actually if you did only those sessions and didn't do the recovery and the longer low zone stuff then that would be a problem you, yeah you you'd find you couldn't execute those so-called key sessions after a well few weeks. they work in partnership don't they absolutely yeah yeah there you go yeah and I like suppose, the you know, 2080 rule you've got to work mm -hmm. across the spectrum what do you mean by the 2080 rule is that not what you were saying 20 percent of uh, yeah. well so there's a there's um i can't remember the i thought that's what your break. reference was to 20 earlier sorry have I got that um, wrong? It, it might have been. I, <laughs> the, 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 I can't remember who the uh, the chap's name, and I should remember because it's very well known. Uh, he but, came up with the um, eighty twenty um, rule. Um, no, Matt Dixon. The, the, that's yeah, right. And it, yeah. The idea being that twenty percent of your training should be focused at the sort of higher um, intensity end, and that the eighty percent should be low zone stuff. Um, that that you know, again, like everything else, that's a general guide and it, it is definitely different for different athletes and it's definitely different depending on which athletes have got how much time available to them um yeah and also how are you making the judgment about the 2080 you know we've had the discussion before on the pod about heart rate zones and how accurate are they for different people and you know again they're generalized so if you have an athlete you know so it so but the but as a general as a general idea yeah there's that definite balance between the two um that you need in order to be successful yeah and i suppose that the interesting point from our from the app's point of view is that as we introduce the sort of dynamic plans that we're going to be doing this it, it just shows you the range isn't it of of um scope for a training week you know from the sort of static plan that you get sent if you enter a competition and it's just people are going to you know doesn't change at all that's at the one end of the scale 
at the other end of the scale, you've got a coach who, who knows he's got all these the deep understanding and the nuances of how you train and what they want to you to achieve from each set and how things can be adjusted. And then the the app is going to be in the middle somewhere there, and it's got to try and do not just be you know fixed, but adjust based on the feedback we get from the data really, which from you know from the RTT and from subjective data from from the athletes. And that's a, that's quite a challenge really, isn't it, to get that right? I guess it it, dep- it probably comes back a little bit to the point of the athletes also have to have a good understanding too of what they're trying to achieve from each or what you know what's the, what the purpose of each set session is do you think i think the key the key thing the key bit of information that we're getting from it is is the the level you know the the how well recovered your body is at that point yeah. that's that's fundamentally what it's telling you um yeah. and if you know if 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 all you know all the factors that can impact that um are constantly at play especially for age group athletes who don't have time to after their hard, you know, hard session in the morning, sit down on the sofa and, and uh, you know, and probably don't get the right protein in and everything else after session. So it's giving you a readout of that information, and actually, then, then, it, but then it will have to come down to the athlete to make those decisions, won't it? So they can take guidance from all sorts of metrics, and uh, and the app will give them some really good guidance in terms of how well recovered they are. They can take that with the. Um, feedback that they're giving, and then then they've got to make decisions. But I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, the, you 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 can't. It, it it wouldn't be right to follow that kind of thing blindly. So I think athletes that are using it will need to take invest a bit of time in in, yeah. in understanding their own uh, physical, uh, physical yeah. basically. And maybe we should be stressing, just sort of thinking out loud. You know, the purpose of each session quite clearly in, in that sort of oh, yeah. scenario as well and not seeing yeah. people know you know why why you're doing why you're doing what so that, that one of the things with that is that obviously the plan is to have some associated um what's the word i'm looking for here you know short explanations of things so yes um yeah uh, where they'll be able to listen to somebody saying like the purpose of this session is this and yeah it, it to get the most out of this session, hopefully you would be going into it feeling like this, um, yeah, and so on. Yeah. And just to pose that, yeah. I use the watch, um, yeah, mainly to counteract what I think. So nine times yeah. out of ten, I'll be like, "Oh, I'm obviously not a hundred percent. I probably shouldn't work hard." <laughs> And the watch will tell me yeah. something different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we and and is there any is there a pattern to when you're right and when the watch is right, Becky? Um. Or are you saying that actually? Because sometimes it looks you feel like you can't do something. You watch the score says you should be look feeling quite good, and you go out and you do feel good. I get that sometimes. Is that what you mean? Yeah, so nine times out of ten, I'm like, oh, no, I don't feel very good. And the watch is like, oh, you're a seven. Come on. <laughs> um, it's 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 rare the other way, I suppose. I suppose I don't. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose that's it, actually. Do I listen to it the other way? If it's like, oh, yeah. you need to take a rest. I'm like, oh, no, I feel fine. But so I just crack on. 
with the knowledge that if the workout doesn't go 100%, I probably wasn't the watch was right. Whereas if it's the other way around and I'm like, no, I really need to rest. And the watch is like, oh, no, no, you're fine. I'll be like, I've got no excuse now. So I better crack on. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm not being honest with the watch when the watch is telling me. I only really listen to it one way. Yeah, I think that, do you know what, the, the thing is, there is this, I mean, it's a tricky balance to strike though, isn't it? Because there is, you know, the, the fundamental principles of overload training require overload at times. Yeah. And you've got to make good judgments about that. But, but at the same time, you know, if you never train at all, ever, unless you're feeling absolutely spangly good. Um, you're probably not going to get the fitness benefits that you're no. going to need to get, especially as an endurance athlete. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I can pretty much assure you that 10K into an Ironman run, you're not going to be feeling 100% great, ready to go. So, yeah. And the inflexibility think... of life is... And the... Inf- yeah. And also yeah. The, the, the this idea that you... You know, the reason that you feel fatigued or tired can, can vary, kind of. You know, yeah, so it's over a computer all day it can really mess with your fatigue levels but it doesn't necessarily mean that going out on your bike's a bad plan yeah yeah i think that's a good point actually that whole context of your hrv data because like, yeah if it is because it's stress from the day or sitting in the computer or you've been driving then that's very different from having done a really hard day's training or what you know hard set and uh, you know, again, that's something we're going to build in, isn't it, going forward, and so we can add context so people can better understand why their scores are, why they, why they are, really, yeah. as much context as we can, really. It's interesting. Um, just, I, yeah, I've got a note on a lighter point, and I don't know whether you do this at all, Becky, but I'll put in, you know, or actually maybe this question for Aid first. What's the best excuse you've had from an athlete, and please don't <laughs> say it's one of mine, for not doing a set? <laughs> You know what? That it's. Um, I think it's usually more likely to be the other way round. Oh right! It's, it's you quite often get explan- a, a fairly um, extravagant explanations as to why um, the easy ride turned into a bit of a, especially if it's on Swift. Oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> the easy ride turned into a little bit of a uh, harder effort. Um, yeah, extravagant. It, those those. I don't. I think. I mean, if you think, I suppose people who invest in a coach are doing it because they really do have the motivation for that, and they, you know, yeah. they want that additional level of support, um, and and they tend to, therefore, be pretty keen on 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 you know, like you were saying earlier, turning turning things green. So the excuses aren't you know, usually. I mean, what I do find is that athletes will apologize to me when they've not been able to do something because of yeah. some crazy thing that's going on in their lives that clearly meant that they were never going to get that <laughs> session, nor should they have been prioritizing their training session at that point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think if the, the comedy excuses usually come the other way around, I think, and it is a lot to do. Yeah. 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 Um, it's like that. Um, I saw a new, a slightly different thing, but the, the idea about, um, you know, <laughs> Um, apologising to somebody or bowing down to their you know authority in a certain situation. That there's a cartoon in the the New Yorker 
with a woman sitting there. And this is because this is something my daughter says a lot, the, the phrase, um, no worries if not, you know, that sort of, no. there's a block of cartoon of the woman on on fire in front of a computer, texting her boss saying, hi, Jane, I'm on fire at the moment. It's possible. Could somebody come round and help me put, put put it out? No worries if not. I know you're busy. <laughs> Which is sort of, <laughs> that sort of thing that uh, we sort of do, don't we, when we're sort of talking to somebody in, in, who's uh, yeah, got a perceived yeah. level of authority above us, I suppose. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you had any good uh, reasons not to do uh, set or to go to where you've gone too hard Becky on something where you're supposed to be something easy oh it's rare that I'll give an excuse that I've gone too hard um that's, <laughs> that's what seems to be an occurring theme I'm the laziest athlete <laughs> um I'll, I'll come up with any excuse why I shouldn't be working too hard um yeah, yeah definitely I'm sure I've yeah Fran was here I'm sure she'll has a has a library of reasons why I haven't <laughs> Pull, pull, pulled it out. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I've had certain sets that. Sorry. I was going to say, are there certain sorts of sets that you dread compared to, or, or certain sets that you look forward to? Because I, like I said just before we we started recording, I think I I love I, I no I I really enjoy a sort of long endurance run in, in a way. I sort of mm. sink into that and sort of that's just a nice time. Um, so I look forward to those, but if but obviously an FTP set, probably going to dread going towards that. But um, I don't know. Yeah. What, what about you? Yeah, anything that's testing, I'm not keen on. Anything that requires <laughs> me to do anything for a substantial amount of time, like last night, I was like, <laughs> I can't run that fast. I'm not that fit. And Fran was like, just yeah. run it, run it to feel. <laughs> and I was like, fine. So I went and did it, and was like, okay, well maybe I can run 20 minutes at that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's things that where, but yeah, I, I so you think, yeah, I can't do that. There's no way I could do that. And then it's almost a different world, isn't it? When you get, once you start doing it and you do it, and then afterwards it's like, oh, how did I do it? <laughs> it's like it's almost you can't quite believe sometimes. Yeah, uh, you've done something like that. Becky, Becky is the mar. I should point out that becky is the master of um of doing the session so we're, we're, last weekend we were on our training weekend and and the yeah. sunday was one of those runs that you would have really enjoyed in a long e a long easy run along the coastline lots of undulated yeah. off-road and it was meant to be very very easy and um and it was quite marked that um you know people like becky is a very very top level af- athlete were pottering along at the back taking it very easy because that was the purpose of the run oh my that, god i couldn't really... i couldn't even keep up with the slowest runner <laughs> <laughs> i was just like hang on a minute <laughs> yeah so uh and uh, you know so um yeah it, it was very interesting and a couple of less experienced athletes sort of um you know allowing themselves to get carried I and mean, it was a beautiful day and it was uh, yeah it was lovely to be out but it was um but yeah so it, 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 it absolutely it's um execution is important yeah cool now i thought this might be an interesting way to finish each podcast just like each of us saying one thing that's gone well this week in training one thing that's gone all in racing one thing that's gone not so well and something you might like to change so um i can start off if you like so the thing so in terms of training this week 
I really like that that run yesterday again, which was like an open do anything. But I, I really, I was pleased because it was a it felt a comfortable pace, and actually was a reasonable pace for me. To, and it was a sort of ten k, and it felt nice just running along there. So that was good. One thing that's not gone so well today's not gone so well because I should have already been to the pool, and now I'm thinking it's getting on in the afternoon. I'm supposed to be doing a bike and a and a gym and the pool, and I'm not sure I'm going to fit that in. So. Maybe I have to fit it all in on the weekend. <laughs> We're doing that instead. <laughs> um, and one thing I'd like to change, I'm not sure about that, actually. Well, maybe, I suppose, just... I mean, uh, I mean, this week I had uh, had travel up to Liverpool for a conference for, you know, another business. And so that did take a chunk out of my time. And I think that's a four-and-a-half-hour drive there, four-and-a-half drive back, early start, late night. And so, yeah, that that does have an impact on me. It really sort of knocks me out. That's today, I'm, my score is down on like 2.8. So it feels like actually, because my RTT score has been going quite up and down, which is, I think it's good. You know, it's sort of, I can see it drop when it got a hard set or something. And then it's been recovering reasonably well. And then it drops again. I can see it's starting to go up again a bit now. So it's like, I think if I'd have done something this morning, it I might not have been quite up to it but um maybe you know, we'll definitely be doing something something later but it'd be nice not to have had that massive amount of travel this week yeah definitely becky um so one thing you found that's gone well this week one thing that's not gone so well and anything you'd have liked to have changed i don't know if it's intentional but it's definitely in a recovery week where i'm really capitalizing right. on <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah i'm not adding in any extra sessions if uh, if i can help it um yeah. probably uh, i haven't really worn my watch this week so i have no idea how my recovery is which is probably right. a bad thing when i've got not many sessions yeah um and what was the other one sorry the what anything you'd have liked to have changed about this week probably yeah well wearing the watch probably should have changed yeah 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 um yeah, a belief, I suppose, in executing the sessions as per the coach's orders, rather than trying <laughs> orders, to... orders, <laughs> yeah, rather than yeah. trying to, um, yeah, oppose such uh, thinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, though. That's good. Yeah. That's Have faith. Coaching perspective. Fair enough. Aid, you got answer to those three as well. Um, I've been on my bike quite a lot, and I've managed to get out of my bike. A lot this week, which is um, which is a real bonus. Yeah, it's super cold. Um, yeah, so that's been that's been a good thing. Um, something that's not gone so well. Um, I'm str- actually, I'm going to not blame myself here. Um, yeah. But getting to the pool is almost impossible for me at the moment because of the just the timings of what what's available in our local pool, and um, right. that's be- proving very frustrating. Yeah, uh, I've only swum once this week. Um, yeah, got to get on the harness. Uh, Say that again, sorry. You got to get on, on the, the harness. harness in your pool. The harness is it? Oh yeah, no, Tether. yeah, no. We haven't got that. That's not there anymore. Oh. Um, electricity. The price of electricity is put paid to that. It's still there, but it's not. We're not using it at the moment. Yeah. Um, and uh, something I'd change: uh, uh, not having to go to work. That'll be. What <laughs> 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 I mean? Let's go to school three days a week this week. That always, and that you know. Um, yeah. That that always messes with things. Um, Actually, it reminds me of one thing I would have changed in the in the swim 
at a David Lloyd, which I hadn't been to before. They got a, had a medium medium lane and a fast lane, mm. and the medium lane was you know there's quite a few people in there. There was one person in the fast lane. We're going. He had he had a full face mask and a snorkel. <laughs> he was going up and down, just like you know very slow snorkeling. But is what our could describe it. Surprising, because a, bit... Cause a uh, lot yeah. of pools don't allow snorkels these days. I know. I know. And I was like, I so I was sort of going past him, past him, past him. And then somebody else got in, and she was like, "What's going on? What, is this fast lane and snorkeling?" <laughs> <laughs> so we were both trying to dodge him. We didn't really want to. Oh, but people don't seem to always. Because um, I don't think you'd get it on a running track, would you? If somebody was on a running fast around a, a lane on the track, you're not going to get somebody just having a little stroll somewhere. But. Uh, People don't always honour the, the lanes, do they? My, my no, no. I think lane management generally is yeah. uh, not great. I don't know what Becky's experience is, but, but uh, certainly around here it's not great at all. Yeah. I've given up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Go to, go to cool. a master's. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, okay, with that, I think we'll wrap it up. Thanks very much. And uh, speak next week, hopefully.